0: When my kids were little, I had a hard time putting food on the table. My husband was unable to work for a number of years, and it just made life really, really hard. And we went through a period where I was relying on food hampers, actually, through the Salvation Army. And I didn't like that feeling. (laughs) The idea of going to a food bank to receive food or to get a handout of any sort was so degrading and humiliating, and I felt so full of shame having to do that, and I didn't want anyone to know and I was determined if I ever got the opportunity one day to make that better for someone else to offer them something that was an option to a food bank or a handout that I would love to do that. So the opportunity came up for me and I ran with it. Welcome to the Ending Poverty Together
1: podcast. I'm Shalane and we are here to discuss big questions about poverty in bite-sized ways. Hika Morton is a wife and mom to four grown children. She is a high school foods teacher and a Red Seal chef. Hika has a heart for families struggling with food insecurity, and she is the founder and director of the recently opened Gathering Market, a nonprofit grocery market, the first of its kind in British Columbia's Fraser Valley. Hika, it's a privilege to have you joining me today, and we just look forward to getting to know you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Mm -hmm. If you've been listening to our season two of the podcast, you'll know that we start by asking every guest, what does it mean to thrive? So can we start there today?
0: Sure, absolutely. For me to thrive would mean being able to do what it is I've been created to do. Uh, My passion is the market and to be given a chance to pour my heart and soul and my life into doing something I love. Has allowed mm. me to thrive, probably for one of the first times in my life.
1: Mm, okay, so clearly the gathering market is something you're passionate about. I'm guessing that majority of our listeners don't really know what you're talking about, so why don't we start there and introduce us to the
0: gathering market? All right, uh, gathering market is a nonprofit grocery store that um, I started about six months ago. When my kids were little, um, I had a hard time putting food on the table. My husband was unable to work for a number of years, and it just made life really, really hard. And we went through a period Mm -hmm. where I was relying on food hampers, actually, through the Salvation Army. And Mm -hmm. um, I didn't like that feeling. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Um, The
0: idea of going to a a food bank to receive food or to get a handout of any sort— was so degrading and humiliating, and I felt Mm. so full of shame having to do that, and I didn't want anyone to know. And um, I was determined if I ever got the opportunity one day to make that better for someone else, to offer them something that was an option to a food bank or a handout, um, that I would love to do that. So Mm. the opportunity came up for me, and um, I ran with it, and I was able to open the Gathering Market, a nonprofit grocery store here in Abbotsford. hmm Okay. So
1: there's some pieces in there that I heard you don't you would like to create an an opportunity for people to not experience what you experience, some of the shame, some of the um, sense of being degraded in this process. What does the gathering market offer? To counter those kinds of experiences. So maybe even structurally, how is it set up differently?
0: Mm-hmm. So one of the things I really wanted to focus on was a beautiful space. I wanted mm. it to be warm and inviting. I didn't want mm-hmm. it to feel like a warehouse. I wanted it to have a bit more of a, almost like a boutique grocery market when you walked okay. into it, that sort of a feel. Uh-huh, And um, the way that we're structured is we're a nonprofit. So we have to be able to offer, obviously, very, very affordable food for our families. Mm-hmm. And we're able to do that by rescuing food. So we take rescued food, food that would normally go to waste, mm-hmm. and we turn that into meal kits so that our families can come okay. in and for five dollars, purchase a ready-made meal kit. Everything is there for you, recipe included. And our families can put food on the table for very, very low cost. So, yeah, we're structured quite different than, than a food bank. And mm-hmm. um, really, it's the focus on the meal kits that empowers our families to take control of their own situation, to, to have some control over what items they choose, how much money mm-hmm. they choose, and what kind of meals they're able to feed their kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I love the term rescued food. And you said that's food that would otherwise be thrown away. What are some examples of where you might secure this rescued food?
0: Yeah, so when we're talking about rescued food, it could be anything that's been left on farmers' fields that hasn't been um, you know, picked up. It could be left mm-hmm. at producers just not actually gotten time to go through it all. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's left at grocery stores because people don't want to choose slightly imperfect food. Mm. Sometimes it is items that are close to date and they're not able to sell those. Mm -hmm. So there's organizations that actually pick that food up and then distribute it to Mm -hmm. smaller nonprofits like myself. So right now I'm working with an organization through Center of Hope, which is through the Salvation Army, and I'm able Mm -hmm. to receive food from them every week and we use that food to pass on to our families.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm imagining that this food does not arrive packaged in meal kits. So how (laughs) does that
0: transformation happen? Uh, So every week uh, we're a little bit surprised by the items we receive. We don't know what we're gonna get. And uh, sometimes that's the fun of it. It's also the challenge. So we have about seven or eight standard meals that we provide for our family. And then Mm -hmm. based on some of the food that we get in, we just create additional meal kits. And that's where my background of being a chef will help that process. Mm. Um, The food that comes in as well isn't always great. And um, because we have access to an industrial kitchen, we're able to take some of that food that would normally be wasted if our bananas are very overripe or the carrots are on the limp side We can Mm -hmm. peel those items, chop them up, grate them, puree them, use them for banana bread. We put them right away into a carrot cake. Mm. Um, We can take our tomatoes and turn it into soups. And um, Mm -hmm. that just allows us to give this food a whole new life and then Mm -hmm. also make convenient, healthy food options for our families. Mm -hmm. Now, you're referring to us. Who who are the others in the us Mm. for you? So right now, in the market itself, uh, it's myself and Karen. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was someone that I worked with before, and we're struggling with a title for her. So, so far, we're calling her our market manager. Uh, She basically does everything on the admin side for me, and she's amazing. And then Mm -hmm. other than that, we rely on volunteers. Every Wednesday, Mm -hmm. I have a number of ladies that come in, and Mm -hmm. uh, they put together the meal kits. They print off the recipes they label the bags they put together the spices for the spice mixes and uh, they're an amazing help i also have some volunteers that run the till as well in Mm -hmm. in the market so yeah we're mostly volunteer run which is great
1: Mm -hmm. that is great i am curious to know what feedback you're getting from people who come and take advantage of the market
0: so we get mostly single moms, I would say. We have a few grandparents sprinkled in there and one, one single dad with three little boys. And the feedback we get is so great. <laughs> when, when I started this process, I didn't actually know that meal kits were going to work. In my head, they were working, but <laughs> I had never tested this on anyone. It just seemed uh-huh. like a good idea. And um, that's the feedback that we're getting from our families when they come through the door is... They go straight to the meal kits and they say every Mm. time. This takes the pressure off of them for having to plan a meal, having to think Mm. about what's for dinner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most of us struggle with what to make for dinner, even if our fridges are full. Absolutely. (laughs) But so much more challenging when your fridge is not full and you have to somehow put together a meal.
1: Mm. So
0: uh, the kits take the burden off of our families of having to think through the process Uh, we have enough in those kits to feed a family of four. Some are a little bit bigger, so our our, um, soups feed about a family of six. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our families love that. Sometimes there's leftovers. Uh, We Mm -hmm. have one mom who is a regular. She is going back to school to become a nurse, and she has two little boys. And she said using the meal kits has helped her to maintain and start to lose a little bit of weight. She was struggling with just eating fast food mm. because she had no time to do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you feel like a bad mom when you don't put a healthy meal in front of your kids. Right. So then there's that piece that's added to it. Mm-hmm. And then the frustration of groceries are so expensive. Where do you, where do you no start? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's working incredibly well for our families one of the mm-hmm. things that I didn't really think of that it is doing as well as bringing families together. Mm. We have families that say that their teenagers are able to follow the recipes and make the meals, that they involve their kids in the baking. And okay. we love hearing those stories. Oh, of how absolutely. are doing this mm-hmm. together. So how do people
1: find you how do they get to be participants in shopping and and being at the market
0: so we work with mostly social service agencies Mm -hmm. so they are the boots on the ground to know the families and the individuals that need access to affordable food Mm -hmm. and that is important to us especially nowadays if we were to just say hey come on in and open our doors right. We would be overwhelmed with everyone needing Mm -hmm. affordable groceries. Mm -hmm. So by working with social service agencies, whether that's through the food bank, um, other arms of Archway, also churches, Mm -hmm. Um, there Mm. are families that are hidden in the pews that could Mm -hmm. really um, use just a helping hand. And we work with them as well to provide shopping cards for for families that are really slipping between the cracks. Um, One of the things that I found so frustrating when I struggled with food insecurity was I didn't even qualify for welfare because mm-hmm. we owned a house at the time and it didn't matter that I wasn't able to sell the house I didn't even want the house I just wanted to feed my kids mm-hmm. because we had a possession we didn't qualify and mm-hmm. I couldn't get assistance and that's frustrating because it feels like then we're falling through the cracks and there's nowhere else to go for help
1: And Mm -hmm. those are
0: the families as well that we want to connect with. Mm -hmm. So I do have people that will phone, uh, send me an email, explain their situation. And uh, for the most part, we don't turn anyone away. (laughs) We say, Mm -hmm. come on down. If you're at that point where you're reaching out saying, I cannot Mm -hmm. feed my kids and I don't know where to turn, Mm -hmm. we we invite them to come shop with us.
1: Mm -hmm. I think you touch on something really important when you talk about someone not qualifying for welfare because i think oftentimes we judgmentally or in error or just lack of awareness have a particular picture of what we think someone who is food insecure looks like what their circumstances look like and what i'm hearing from you is that there's people all across the city in all walks of life who could be struggling with this issue
0: Oh, 100%. The statistics in Canada are one in eight families Mm -hmm. are food insecure. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell by looking at someone. If you were to come into our market, you would be surprised to see people that look like they're professionals in the work world. And they are struggling. When my youngest was um, 15 and I found myself single, still raising a couple kids at home, I worked quite far away I had just over an hour drive to and from work and Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't making it then either I could not make ends meet Mm -hmm. we ended up being evicted from our home because I I couldn't make my payments I had a decent job (laughs) it Mm -hmm. just I didn't make enough to make ends Mm -hmm. meet and Mm -hmm. and that is the challenge um, is you might look at someone and think they have it all together and things are fine And they also don't want to tell you that things are not fine. So when Mm -hmm. those families reach out to us, I know, (laughs) without having to ask a whole lot of questions. And I'm able to come alongside and say, oh, I get it. I Mm -hmm. really, really get it. Because that shame is already there. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of times those people come into our market and they're overwhelmed by the fact that it's a beautiful space Everything mm-hmm. is affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we focus on meal kits. And then they want to tell me why they're there. They want to tell me their stories. And mm. that piece is so great because it really does allow me to say, it's okay. You actually don't even have to to validate why you're here. I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. I had a gentleman <laughs> two weeks ago that came in, and I had been given a heads up that this person was coming. Um and all of a sudden, a super professionally dressed man walks in and uh, came into the market. And he looked embarrassed and flustered and didn't know what to do. And um, I just went up and introduced myself. And he right away launched into why he was there and how quickly life had gotten hard and someone mm-hmm. had referred him. And he was so embarrassed to be there. Yeah. In the same breath, he said, but I don't know what else to do. And mm. it was one of those moments again, where it allowed me to say to him, first of all, I understand. So mm. you don't have to explain. And I said, the other thing is you don't, you're not thinking is that by you coming to shop here, you're actually keeping this business sustainable. So thank you for coming in. Thank you for you know trusting us to shop here, to get what you need and uh, becoming mm-hmm. part of our community. We, we need you as much as you need us. I'm excited to see if he comes back.
1: What a beautiful perspective. And I appreciate you sharing that because I think oftentimes that's a piece that's missing, that there's transformation happening in everyone's lives. And when people are in a position where they feel like they're one down, they're powerless, they don't know where to turn— they perhaps lose sight of what they have to offer. Oh, 100%. And yet they have so much to offer.
0: Oh, you nailed it. (laughs) That is the other piece I'm so passionate about, is empowering Mm. our customers. Mm -hmm. It is so incredibly important to offer our customers an opportunity to give back. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things we started right out of the gate, and I really only started talking about it, and now we're executing it, but was the fact that our customers probably all have a great recipe, something they're really good at, something they love to make for their families and they're proud Uh of. And one of our very first customers, um, she came in, she was actually probably the first lady we ever had. And she was excited to talk food. She was excited to be there. And she started telling me about this biscuit recipe that she's really well known for. And then she she brought me in a batch. And then, you know, a little while later, she brought a batch to share with everyone that comes into the market to have with their coffee. And Uh I had asked her, I said, would you be willing to do a class and teach your biscuits? She was over the moon at being asked to share something. So... Thursday night this week, we are hosting our very first class and it is going to be Heather's Heavenly Biscuits that she's sharing with us. And that's so
1: beautiful. That's key.
0: That is key to mm-hmm. empowering someone and to say, we need you to be part of our community. We want you to be part of this community mm-hmm. and you have something to offer.
1: So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm excited about this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've used the word community multiple times you are doing many things from what I know to create a sense of community. Tell us about some of the events and some of the other things that you have planned, because this is so much more
0: than food. Yep, 100%. Actually, the name itself, Gathering, Mm -hmm. the reason behind that was I wanted it to be so much more than just food. We mm-hmm. all gather around a dining room table. Um, mm-hmm. If we're at Friends House, we always gather in the kitchen. It is always around food. But I wanted to create a space where people felt comfortable to gather, where they felt like they were part of a community. So we uh, have access to an area we've called the fireside room. We have mm-hmm. tables set up there and chairs. And we always have on coffee and tea and some baked goods. And we invite our families or whoever comes through our door. Now, when you're done shopping or before shopping, come grab a coffee. Mm -hmm. Just sit and chat. Mm -hmm. And our families take advantage of that. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, and it happened so spontaneously. I was visiting with a mom and two of her girls. They are regulars. Every week they come for a visit and groceries. Mm -hmm. And um, another lady and her two children joined us. So now we have, you know, five kids running around or four kids running around, and then another family came with their daughter and just mm-hmm. grabbed a seat, and then a, uh, our dad walked in with his three boys and he looked at all of us sitting around having coffee. He's like, "Am I am I missing something? What's happening?" <laughs> I was like, "Nope, we're just we're just gathering, having coffee yeah. and visiting," and that's what happens at the market, mm. and that is probably more important than the actual groceries themselves. Mm-hmm. We, it is very easy to, to hand someone a bag of groceries. It is way more important to create a sense of community, a sense of belonging mm-hmm. and a place for people to, to find community to gather. Mm-hmm. So that piece, Karen and I talk about it often. Um, we fill grocery carts with groceries, but we mm-hmm. really try to fill hearts with hope Mm -hmm. when they come, and a sense of community. So events, Mm -hmm. oh, we do so many different things. (laughs) We have a great partnership with the Salvation Army Church, who has given us the space to use. So that's Uh where our industrial kitchen is, our fireside room. And we work together to do events. They do one a month for us. Uh, Last month, they did a family fun event. So, we had the bouncy castle set up in the gym, all kinds of just fun carnival games, popcorn, and hot dogs. And Uh we get almost all of our families. So, about 75 people come out and little kids running everywhere. Hmm. And uh, we always do a free event, whether it's hosted by the Gathering Market or it's hosted by the Salvation Army Church, Mm -hmm. Cascade. And it's been an amazing thing to watch. The families, how much they crave getting together, how mm-hmm. much they crave a place mm-hmm. where they belong, something fun to do. Yeah, we really try and um, create events and opportunities that fit where they are at. <laughs> so, our our cooking classes, this very first one that we're doing on Thursday, that mm-hmm. filled up in thirty minutes. We had to. Oh my goodness! Yeah, there's we had a to demand. A second one. Clearly, there's a big demand. <laughs> a big demand. So that's the way that we like to choose what we're doing, what our events are, just out Mm -hmm. of the opportunities that are presented through our community. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to one uh, that Karen and I have just started planning. We have four or five pregnant moms right now, and two that have just had little babies. Uh So far, we know that they are all boys, which is crazy. Uh (laughs) So we'd like to throw a boy oh boy shower for, you know, our whole community to come and celebrate all these new little boys that are joining us. And um, oh, yeah, it's again fun. just based off of where we're at as a community mm-hmm. and what best. Suits mm-hmm. You're being us. so
1: responsive so. to the immediate circumstances and situations. Mm. Yeah, it's lovely. And and it strikes me too, I remember writing an article a few years ago on the how loneliness is actually mm. poverty, the poverty of loneliness. <laughs> and it sounds like this is a place where that isolation can be broken down because people are gathering. And I know yeah. from, I had the privilege of hearing an extended version of your story a few weeks ago. And you talked quite a bit about that isolation. Do you want to just speak a little bit to that? What what does it feel like? Because I think that's a piece that we often miss when we're thinking about people who are struggling with food insecurity or poverty issues. Um, What's the emotional impact of
0: that? Oh, man, it is huge. (laughs) Hmm. You feel so ashamed, whether you know you should or you shouldn't. It goes so deep. Being able to provide for your family just a meal to Mm -hmm. offer your kids lunch or something for their lunch to take to school is Mm -hmm. such a basic need. And when you feel like you can't do that or you cannot do it well, no matter how hard you try, Mm. it... It really, really weighs on a person. And you don't want to share that with anyone. You don't want Mm -hmm. to tell them how bad things get. And you're sick of trying so hard to make things work. It makes your world very small. Mm -hmm. Very, very small. What we're seeing happen in the market through our families is, uh, I, I love the story. It just happened a few weeks ago. One of our grandmothers who's raising two kids, grandkids on her pension She came in and she said, all right, Hika, I have 25 bucks. I got to do meals for the week and the girls' lunches. What do you got? (laughs) And it took us about (laughs) a half an hour to to pull together everything that she needed. And Uh it took everything in me, not just to say, here, just take this for free and take this for free and take that for free. Mm -hmm. I walk that line all the time because it's the dignity piece. Uh, Mm -hmm. We need to keep our families, we need to keep their dignity intact. And mm-hmm. that is what is so incredibly important is she came to me as as a friend, as a partner in this. Okay, mm-hmm. walk me through this. How can we make this work? And she mm-hmm. left feeling empowered. She did it. She totally mm-hmm. did it. And that's what mm-hmm. we're trying to offer is we want to walk alongside you on this journey. We, don't, we, we can't do it for you. <laughs> we would love to right. fix everyone's struggles and problems and, and hurt. Sure. but. Providing a place where we can walk alongside, where we can just mm-hmm. hear the stories. They know that they fit in here. You don't mm-hmm. even have to talk about it. Everybody just knows or you wouldn't be here, <laughs> which creates right. community pretty much instantly. Yeah, uh, There's there's a lady who's been coming from the get-go and she brings her two daughters. Mm-hmm. And they came here from Surrey. And when they started coming, they'd only been here for maybe a year, not quite a year from Surrey. and. Didn't really know anyone yet. The girls were in new schools. The mom had a part-time job, but she felt so disconnected still. Mm. And we literally were their social place every Saturday. She said, the girls get up and they say, mom, when can we go to the market? Can we go now? Can we go to the market now? <laughs> yes. And they are just, I love them. <laughs> I love Aww. the mom. She's become a friend. The, daughters, uh-huh. um, the older daughter volunteers with us regularly. And uh, the younger one just, yeah, she's my little buddy. Mm -hmm. And a little while ago, she said to me, she stopped in the hallway, the mom did. She stopped in the hallway and she read some of the testimonials we have on the wall. Hmm. And she got very teary-eyed and she said, you know, this place, this place became our safe place. You have no idea what you Hmm. helped us through and we are so grateful. Hmm. And we don't know what we're helping people through. We don't know... That just a kind word or a cup of hot coffee and a listening ear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're the only place they get it. Yeah. And uh, we don't take that lightly.
1: Oh no. my goodness,
0: the stories that we are privileged to hear.
1: Mm. It, it is, partly, is a privilege, isn't it? It
0: really is. It is a is. privilege
1: to be invited into someone's yeah. very vulnerable place and space in their life. Yeah. yeah. We are amazed.
0: How the stories tumble out, mm-hmm. and and it's because they do feel safe. We really do understand. Oh, we're offering cheap groceries, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not what they're coming for. No, it's not it. No, it's and, the uh, it's
1: the gateway. It's the door. Yeah. But you've prov- you're providing a place that is a safe space, and you're providing community and relationship, which is something that we all crave and long to be part. We long to belong and be yeah. part of something.
0: Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah.
1: So how can people find you? How I can imagine someone listening and saying, oh my goodness, I want to volunteer. I want to be part of this. This is amazing. Where, where would you send people?
0: Well, if you happen to live in Abbotsford, Pop by for a visit, pop by for a tour. We would love to show you what it is we do and have you just come visit us there Mm -hmm. and see the space. Mm -hmm. And we are located on Delair Street in Abbotsford. You'll see Mm -hmm. our signs. Um, Otherwise, head on over to our website, www.gatheringmarket, spelt with K I T. And uh, you know,
1: I have to tell you, I just got it this morning while we were having this conversation. It's the kit. The market. I, I hadn't made that connection before. I knew there was a reason that market was spelled like that, but it just clicked for me. It's because yep. of the food
0: kits. Got yep. it. We specialize in ready-made meal kits and baking kits. So yes, the market. Okay, just the, yeah. the whole loop
1: closed for me right there. Oh, good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, we are the only ones that are spelled that way. So we're not hard mm-hmm. to find if you're googling us, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's an email address on there that will send you right to me, and then I can give you more information. There's some, um, yeah, just some information on our website that will help you, as well as a donate button if, if that is something you'd like to do as well. So, mm-hmm. okay.
1: What would you say as we just close our time here? What would you say is kind of the the central message that you would like to leave listeners with today? We've talked about food insecurity. We've talked about community. We've talked about some of how it feels to be in the place where you're living with food insecurity. How would you like to send us off today from this conversation?
0: Hmm. One of the reasons I invite people to come see the market instead of just hear about the market is sometimes it actually takes you seeing what's happening right in front of your eyes. Um, A lot of people that I talk to have never dealt with food insecurity. So they Mm. actually have, mm, they say they get it, but they actually don't really get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Unless you've lived it, it is very hard to explain Mm -hmm. how the dignity piece is so incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Our tagline is dignity, choice, and convenience. But dignity is number one, and that mm-hmm. has to be there to make this work. So by inviting someone to come see what we do, and mm-hmm. if by chance they get to witness some of our um, our families that are in there having their shopping experience, they will be moved by what they see. They will be moved by the community that they see happening in front of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My dad was um, at the market a number of weeks back, and... Um, he comes every Saturday, so it's not unusual for him to be there, but he generally is just having coffee with me. And mm-hmm. um, I was telling him a quick story of one of our ladies that was in there and just, just the rough patch that she was in. And my dad was so moved, followed behind me into the market and said, I would like to pay for her groceries. Just let her know that I'm going to pay for her groceries. And when someone buys a full cart of groceries, like you have to pack it pretty full to get to 50 bucks. <laughs> okay. And she did. Uh And um, she went up to pay. And as I was chatting to her, I said, by the way, someone has actually covered the cost. So um, I'll pack your groceries, but then you and your girls can just head out. And she burst into tears, Hmm. absolutely sobbing. (laughs) And it was almost a little bit shocking how over the top moved she was by just a $50 Hmm. change. And my dad actually had to leave the room because he was so moved by how touched Mm. this woman was. And her grandchildren ran up to her, just were hugging her, like, why are you crying, why are you crying, why are you crying, trying to protect her? But she was so incredibly overwhelmed by Mm. a stranger's kindness. Mm -hmm. The beauty of that is the next week, she came back and sat with me for almost two hours. The next Sunday, I heard that she showed up in church Mm. with a group of kiddos with her. That's the power of what's happening at the market. Lives mm-hmm. are lives are actually being changed and mm-hmm. I would love to give people a chance to to be a part of of helping to offer hope and it's mm-hmm. that hope that changes lives. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you so much Hika. It's been moving to have this conversation with you again. I am passionate about what you're doing. I'm so excited. I appreciate that you are blending the need for food with the need for community and just seeing God move. So thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for sharing about The Gathering Market. And to our listeners, if you would like to explore what your next steps could be or find out more about FH Canada or The Gathering Market, start by checking out fhcanada.org resources.